to change who makes the rules. This election is just too important in order to get it wrong. There's no limit to what we can get done. Let you show up in November of 2020 and win. Candidates. Together, we have built a movement. We have a fantastically diverse and wonderful party. We choose hope over fear. We are going to unite together. And together, we are going to get it done. We will deliver a democracy worthy of the name. We are here and we are strong. Center in Charleston, South Carolina. This is the CBS News Democratic Debate. Here are the seven candidates for the presidential nomination. presidential primary here in South Carolina. The first primary in the South is just four days away. And Super Tuesday is just a week away, and this is the biggest primary day of the year. As voters in 14 states cast ballots, and many of them tell us they have not actually made up their mind. So this debate, when you think about it tonight, best chance for the candidates to make their case to South Carolina and Super Tuesday voters. And CBS News is proud to bring you this debate, along with our co-sponsors. They are the Democratic National Committee and the Congressional Black Caucus Institute, a nonpartisan organization committed to educating voters and training political leaders. And we are partnering tonight also with Twitter, so you at home can participate in this debate. How do you do that? Send us your questions for the candidates using the Twitter hashtag DemDebate. Now here are the rules for the next two hours. When you are asked a question, you will have one minute and 15 seconds to answer and 45 seconds for follow-ups. So let's begin. Senator Sanders, we haven't had a national unemployment rate this low for this long in 50 years. Here in South Carolina, the unemployment rate is even lower. How will you convince voters that a democratic socialist can do better than President Trump with the economy? Well, you're right. The economy is doing really great for people like Mr. Bloomberg and other billionaires. In the last three years, last three years, billionaires in this country saw an $850 billion increase in their wealth. But you know what? For the ordinary American, things are not so good. Last year, real wage increases for the average worker were less than 1%. Half of our people are living paycheck to paycheck. 87 million Americans have no health insurance or are underinsured. 45 million people are struggling with student debt. 500,000 people tonight are sleeping out on the street, including 30,000 veterans. 
That is not an economy that's working for the American people. That's an economy working for the 1%. Bernie makes a good point when it comes to uh, this right here. And for those of you who are listening, um, these are the I'm going over the Democratic debates that just took place tonight in South Carolina. Uh, for those of you who have missed the debates um, that were live t- this evening. And of course, I missed the debates uh, live this evening as well. You know, uh, I, w- I ended up watching the basketball game <laughs> between the Bucks and the Raptors for a little while. Then I went to sleep. <laughs> so, yeah. Notice economics is always Bernie Sanders by the issues. But when it comes to reparations for Adolf's, he tends to run away from it. And I'm sure you're going to see uh, something like that tonight. Some type of rendition of that tonight. Actually, what you're really going to see is the moderators changing the perception. Change, uh, uh, change the tra- trajectory of the direction of where the where these uh, debates should go when they avoid it. Uh, the question of reparations avoided having a candidate speak on reparations. So here we go. So here's the rest of it an economy for all, not just wealthy campaign contributors. Uh, Mayor Bloomberg, Bloomberg, I'll I'll let you respond to that. Do you think Senator Sanders' economy would be better for America than President Trump? I think that uh, Donald Trump thinks it would be better if he's president. I do not think so. Vladimir Putin thinks that Donald Trump should be president of the United States. And that's why Russia is helping you get elected so you'll lose to him. Now, the whole conspiracy of Putin helping Bernie Sanders <laughs> has been a, 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 a most recent phenomenon. And it's the funniest thing that I've ever heard. I mean, shoot, I, I thought it was pretty hilarious that Putin would be helping Donald Trump become president. And the mass media hasn't shown in the proof shown any type of proof as to how that is and they're basing it off of some nonsense so yeah (laughs) moving on let me tell Mr. Putin okay I'm not a good friend of President Xi of China I think President Xi is an authoritarian leader. And let me tell Mr. Putin, who interfered in the 2016 election, try to bring Americans against Americans. Hey, Mr. Putin, if I'm president of the United States, trust me, you're not going to interfere in any more American elections. Senator Warren? You know what the president, what Russia wants is chaos. So look, uh, 
The way I see this is that Bernie is winning right now because the Democratic Party is a progressive party and progressive ideas are popular ideas, even if there are a lot of people on this stage who don't want to say so. You know, but Bernie and I agree on a lot of things, but I think I would make a better president than Bernie. And the reason for that is that getting a progressive agenda enacted is going to be really hard, and it's going to take someone who digs into the details to make it happen. Bernie and I both wanted to help rein in Wall Street. In 2008, we both got our chance. But I dug in, I fought the big banks, I built the coalitions, and I won. Bernie and I both want to see universal health care. But Bernie's plan doesn't explain how to get there, doesn't show how we're going to get enough allies into it, and doesn't show enough about how we're going to pay for it. I dug in, I did the work, and then Bernie's team trashed me for it. We need a president who is going to dig in, do the hard work, and actually get it done. Progressives have got one shot, and we need to spend it with a leader who will get something done. Mayor, this is... we want to bring you in this conversation. Why would the Russians want to be working on behalf of Bernie Sanders? I'll tell you what the Russians want. They don't have a political party. They want chaos. And chaos is what is coming our way. I mean, look, if you think the last four years has been chaotic, divisive, toxic, exhausting, imagine spending the better part of 2020 with Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump. Think about what that will be like for this country. And meanwhile, folks at home from South Carolina to South trying to figure out what any of this means for us. Because it's right that there is a progressive majority, an American majority, that wants to see real change, wants to see wages go up and go up faster than the cost of health and saving for retirement. But also there's a majority of the American people who I think right now just want to be able to turn on the TV, see their president, and actually feel their blood pressure go down a little bit instead of up through the roof. We have an opportunity to set a different tone. Bernie Sanders' analysis is right. The difference is I don't like his solutions. I don't believe that a government takeover of large parts of the economy makes any sense for working people or for families. I think that what we need to do is to present an alternative that includes a vibrant, competitive private sector. But we all know Unchecked capitalism has failed. The answer is not for the government to take over the private sector, though. The answer is for us to break the corporate stranglehold on our government and have the government work for the people again. Vice President Biden? Well, let me just finish, because we need to have an alternative to Donald Trump. I'm talking about doubling the minimum wage, cutting taxes by 10% for everybody who makes less than $250,000, and creating over 4.5 million good-paying union jobs. Donald Trump stinks. He's incompetent as a steward of the American economy. We have to show that we can create a growing, prosperous economy that works for American working people. Mr. Steyer, thank you. Your time's up. Vice President Biden? You know, we talk about progressive. Let's talk about being progressive. Walking distance here is Mother Emanuel Church. Nine people shot dead by a white supremacist. Bernie voted five times against the Brady Bill and wanted a waiting period. No, let me finish. And waited, waited, a waiting period of 12 hours. Wait a minute. 
the Brady Bill, even if Bernie was the vote for the Bernie for the Brady Bill, that is not going to stop gun violence. So, what Joe Biden is speaking is such gibberish, and he knows that. These arguments that some of these candidates are going to throw at what we're going to hear tonight, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of nonsense. It really is. Which makes most of the candidates on the stage not qualified to be president. See, this, 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 this debate is going to be the reason why Donald Trump is going to win re-election. Because their arguments are just stupid. Okay, Bernie Sanders said that we don't have a booming economy, right? And he explained why. That's like the only thing that's really correct that you're hearing thus far. You know what I'm saying? Because he did mention about there's more billion, that billionaires are more wealthy than ever before. What he did say is that the number of billionaires has increased over the years, probably since the 1980s. But more so within the last few years that the number of billionaires has risen. You know what I'm saying? While the rest of us are scrambling. You know what I mean? So, that's about the only thing that's correct that y'all have heard thus far. Everything else is just nonsense at this point. But, um... We're going to listen to the rest of this debate and see what other truths they're going to bring out. Let's continue. I'm not saying he's responsible for the nine deaths, but that man would not have been able to get that weapon with the waiting period that Ben Wallace Bullshit. Until you are Bullshit. In addition to that, being progressive, he thought Barack Obama, he wanted a primary heat. Say we should primary Barack Obama. Someone should. And in fact, the president was weak, and our administration was in fact not up to it. Look, folks, this is let's talk about progressive. Progressive is getting things done, and that's what we got done. We got a lot done. Yeah, we got done. Lot done. Pete mentioned, I, I'm, I'm hearing my name mentioned a little bit tonight. Uh, I know, right? But Ain't it? Why? And maybe, you know, Pete you mentioned what your the job, American Bernie. people want. <laughs> I'll tell you, Pete, what the American people want and Joe what the American people want. They don't want candidates to be running to billionaires for huge amounts of funding. Right, let's let's clear this up once and for all. Pete has this, gotten uh, funding you, you got people from over something 50 that is billionaires. Um, this this okay, Pete, has shut up. gotten a little bit more. <laughs> What the American people want, by the way, and a lot of the issues we'll be discussing tonight are issues I raised four years ago, raising the minimum wage to a living wage, 15 bucks an hour, making public colleges and universities tuition free, and finally doing what every other major country on earth does, guaranteeing health care to all people as a human right to a Medicare for all single payer yeah. system. And I can't allow, allow, I can't allow, allow this to stand because it's just not true. Thank Senator Laura. Sanders yeah. has got people believing something respond. that is untrue about my campaign. The idea that most of my campaign is funded by billionaires. Say that, Pete. 50 people. All right. In Charleston alone, just in Charleston, 
Over 2,000 people have contributed to my campaign. That means the dollars that have come to my campaign just from Charleston is more than the dollars that have come from the 50 people that you mentioned. Grassroots contributions are the lifeblood of my campaign. In fact, I shouldn't miss the opportunity. If you're watching right now and you support my campaign, go to PeteForAmerica.com and chip in. And if you're watching right now and you're a billionaire, I will raise your taxes. But if you'd like to defeat Donald Trump, Please go to PeteForAmerica.com and donate the legal maximum of $2,800. All right, all right, Mayor Buttigieg, Vice President Biden, I want to make, I want to bring us to another topic. We're in South Carolina. It's the first primary with a significant black voting population. Your numbers appear to be slipping with black voters. And I'm wondering if you could respond about why that is happening to you at this particular time. Well, first of all, the latest poll I saw, my numbers, I'm still 15 points ahead. The latest poll. Yes, yes, you're correct. But Senator Sanders is in striking distance of you. You are within the margin of error in this in this state. So well, Sanders. it depends on which poll. Look, I've, <laughs> I've earned the vote. I've worked like the devil to earn the vote of the African-American community, not just here, but across the country. I've been coming here for years and years. Why does say he works like the here, devil? Making sure that the port, for example, Ooh. that employs one in 11 people. We put $500 million in our administration just into this county. We've created jobs for people. The people know me. My entire career has been wrapped up in dealing with civil rights and civil liberties. I don't expect anything. I plan to earn the vote. I hear, I'm here to ask. And here they turn. But folks, I intend to win South Carolina, and I will win the African American vote here in South Carolina. Mr. Biden, will you continue if you do not win South Carolina? You have said that South Carolina will determine the outcome of this presidential race. If you don't win South Carolina, will you continue? In this I will race? win South Carolina. All right, sir. Mayor Bloomberg, I'd like to bring you this. I want to ask you about a question that impacts the black and brown community. You've apologized for stop and frisk repeatedly. What exactly are you apologizing for? We let it get out of control. And uh, when I realized that, I cut it back by 95%. And I've apologized and asked for forgiveness. I've met with black leaders to try to get an understanding of how I can better position myself and what I should have done and what I should do next time. But let me tell you, I have been working very hard. We've improved the school system for black and brown uh, uh, students in New York City. We've increased the uh, jobs that are available to them. We've increased the housing that's available to but them. But what more we have can programs you do about like this issue, Mr. Mayor, to put people's fears and skepticism to rest? I think it they continues just, to follow you. No, well, that's because it's in their interest to, to uh, promote that. But if you talk to the people in New York City, I have over a hundred black uh, elected officials that have endorsed me. Uh, a lot of them are in the audience tonight. I wonder how much money you gave them, Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> but in the in the words of Donald Trump, you're still mini Mike. <laughs> yeah. I got I got all these black elected officials endorsing me. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, the only reason why they endorse you is because you put money in their pockets. But you know, he ain't gonna say nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and I've earned the respect of people in New York City. I was the mayor Bullshit. of the largest, most populous city in the United States for 12 years. And people will tell you it's a lot better city today. It is Bullshit. safer for everybody. The Bullshit. school system is better. The budget's Bullshit. under control. We've done the things Bullshit. that people need in New York City for all ethnicities. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, Bullshit. You've certainly had your issues with the black community as well. Do you think the New York City's implementation of stop and frisk was racist? Yes, in effect, it was because it was about well, shit, Buddhist is what he did was racist too. So what's the difference? That they disproportionately <laughs> stopped uh, white people too often and minorities too little. And I'm, I'm not wow. here to score points. I come at this with a great deal of humility Whoa. because we have had a lot of issues, especially when it comes to racial justice and policing in my own community. And I come to I this know, with some right? humility because I'm conscious of the fact that Let's there's seven today, white people dude. on this stage talking about racial justice. None of us... None of us have the experience, the lived experience of... For example, walking down the street or in a mall and feeling eyes on us, regarding mm-hmm. us as dangerous without knowing the first thing about us just because of the color of our skin. None of us have the experience that black women uh, have had that drives that maternal mortality gap that we are all rightly horrified by of going into a doctor and being less likely to have your description of being in pain believed because of your race. Since we don't have the experience, the next best best thing we can do is actually listen to those who do. I know, wait a second, I know that if I were black, my success would have been a lot harder to achieve. And I know a lot of black people that if they were white, it would have been a lot easier for them. That's just a fact, and we've got to do something about it than rather just demagogue about it. Senator Klobuchar, was the way that the mayor implemented stop and frisk racist? Uh, Yes. And I think that what we need to do, instead of just reviewing everything from the past, is talk about where we're going to go forward. Oh, yeah. She got a terrible um, prosecutor's Martin record, King too, that she refused said, to talk about. Uh, that we are all tied Level in a who's single garment of, shit. of destiny. And that what us directly affects all of us indirectly. So when there oh, is boy. racism in the criminal justice... Drop it MLK quotes. <laughs> She's another one who's full of shit. Amy Klobuchar. Moving on. Mm. System, then we need to fix it. And to me, that means sentencing reform like the First Step Act and extending that to the states with the Second Step Act. It means equal opportunity because if we don't pass Representative Clyburn's bill out of South Carolina here to invest in impoverished communities, we're never going to get to that single garment of destiny. And we also need to do something about child care, about making sure we increase the minimum wage, and then finally, voting. While we are all sitting here debating, Wisconsin has kicked hundreds of thousands of people off of their voting rolls. Thank Georgia you, kicked 100,000 off. As president, I will get voting rights to be a reality Thank for you. everyone. Senator Warren, I'm coming to you. I want to direct this question to you because you, because Mayor Bloomberg has said he got in this race late because he doesn't believe that any of you on stage can beat Donald Trump. You said Mayor Bloomberg is not the safest candidate. He is the riskiest candidate. What did you mean by that? I mean that Mayor Bloomberg, uh, let's think of it this way. We're here in Charleston. And uh, you know who's going to be in Charleston later this week is Donald Trump. Uh, he's going to be here to raise money for his buddy, Senator Lindsey Graham, who funded... 
Lindsey Graham's campaign for re-election last time, it was Mayor Bloomberg. And that's not the only right-wing senator that Mayor Bloomberg has funded. In 2016, he dumped $12 million into the Pennsylvania Senate race to help re-elect an anti-choice right-wing Republican senator. And I just want to say, the woman challenger was terrific. She lost by a single point. In 2012, he scooped in to try to defend another Republican senator against a woman challenger. That was me. It didn't work, but he tried hard. I don't care how much money Mayor Bloomberg has. The core of the the Democratic Party will never trust him. He has not earned their trust. I will. And the fact that he cannot earn the trust of the core of the Democratic Party means he is the riskiest candidate standing on this stage. All right, Senator Warren, thank you. Mayor Bloomberg, would you like to respond? I have been training for this job since I stepped on the pile that was still smoldering on 9-11. I know what to do. I've shown I know how to run a country. I've run the city, which is almost the same size, as bigger than most countries in the world. I am not the least, I'm the one choice that makes some sense. I have the experience, I have the resources, and I have the record. And all of the sideshows that the senator wants to bring up have nothing to do with that. When people hired me to run New York City three times in an overwhelmingly democratic progressive city, they elected me again and again. Mr. Vice President, I was mentioned in this. No. I'd, like, I'd like to respond. No, Go ahead, Senator. A, he called me out by name in this a, and, and referred to what I talk about as a sideshow. You know, this is personal for me. When I was 21 years old, I got my first job as a special education teacher. I love that job. And by the end of the first year, I was visibly pregnant. The principal wished me luck and gave my job to someone else. Pregnancy discrimination. You bet. But I was 21 years old. I didn't have a union to protect me, and I didn't have any federal law on my side. So I packed up my stuff, and I went home. At least I didn't have a boss who said to me, kill it, the way that Mayor Bloomberg have said to one of his pregnant employees. People want a chance to hear. People want a chance to hear. From I, the women who I have never worked. said that. I, I want and, to allow and the for the record, if she respond. was a teacher in New York City, she would never have had that problem. We treated our teachers the right way, and the unions will tell you exactly that. Well, well Mayor Bloomberg, then Senator Warren has raised. Let us have the women have an opportunity to speak. The Bloomberg corporations and Mayor Bloomberg himself have been accused of discrimination. They are bound by non-disclosures so that they cannot speak. If he says there is nothing to hide here, then sign a blanket release and let those women speak out okay. so that they can hey, tell their no. stories the way I can tell my story without Nora, thank you. I Nora. going to be sued thank by you. a billionaire. Thank you. Okay. We have a number of issues to discuss tonight, but I want to give uh, the mayor an opportunity to respond because she has raised concerns about women in your workplace. At the last debate, you said some of your female employees might not have liked some of your jokes. Did these women take your jokes wrong? 
Or were you wrong to make the jokes? Probably wrong to make the jokes. I don't remember what they were, so I assume if it bothered them, I was wrong, and I apologize. I'm sorry for that. But what happened here is we went back 40 years, and we could only find three cases where women said they were uncomfortable. Nobody accused me of doing anything other than just making a comment or two. And what the senator did suggest was that we release these women from the nondisclosure agreement. I did that two days later, and my company has said we will not use non-disclosure agreements ever again. The senator has got it, and I don't know what else she wants us to do. Oh, I'll be We're clear. We're following exactly what she asked I'll to tell do. You exactly and the what trouble I is, with this senator, enough is never enough for what this. I'm going to start focusing on some of these other things. We just cannot continue to relitigate this every time. We did what she asked. And uh, thank you. We've probably made the world better because of it. And by my company renouncing using these, we probably changed, hopefully, the corporate landscape all across America. No, if you get nominated, we'll be relitigating this all year. Do what Senator, I Senator Warren, that is a very serious charge that you leveled at the mayor. Yes. You told a woman to get an abortion. What evidence do you have of that? Uh, her own words. And Mayor Bloomberg, could you respond to this? I this never said it. Period. End of story. Look, categorically never said it when it was accused when i was accused of doing it we couldn't figure out what what she was talking about but uh, right now i'm sorry if she heard what she thought she heard or whatever happened i didn't take any pleasure in that and uh, right. we've just gone on but i never the said mayor it come to on do is to do a release of all people who have discrimination we are doing that claims. senator We want to get to the issue of electability and the ideological difference within the Democratic Party. Senator Sanders, the cost of your agenda. Yesterday, you released information about how you will pay for your major proposals, but not all of your details are clear. You proposed more than $50 trillion in new spending. You said Medicare for all will cost $30 trillion. But you can only explain how you'll pay for just about half of that. Can you do the math for the rest of us? How many hours do you have? Two. The that's answer that's is the problem. problem. No, no, it's not the problem. All right, let's talk about Medicare for all. I'm sure you're familiar with a new study that just came out of Yale University, published in Lancet magazine, one of the prestigious medical journals in the world. You know what it said? Medicare for all will lower healthcare costs in this country by $450 billion a year and save 68,000 lives of people who otherwise would have died. What we need to do is to do what every other major country on earth does, guarantee health care to all people, not have thousands of separate insurance plans which are costing us some $500 billion a year to administer. Our plan, we have, we have laid out options all over the place. One of the options is a 7.5% payroll tax on employers, which will save them substantial sums of money. Hey, Another Bernie, tax- let, me, let me respond to this. No, that's not add up. In fact, just on 60 Minutes weekend, he said he wasn't going to rattle through the nickels and the dimes. Well, let me tell you how many nickels and dimes we're talking about. Nearly $60 trillion. Do you know how much that is for all of his programs? That is three times the American economy, not the federal government, the entire American.
American economy. Uh, the Medicare for All plan alone, uh, page eight, clearly says that it will kick 149 million in health insurance in four years. That is true. As woman and Democrat once said, we should pay attention to where the voters of this country are, Bernie. That prominent Barack Obama a few months ago. And I think that's what we should do. They are not with you on spending nearly $60 trillion. What I think we should do is make things more affordable, nonprofit public option, make sure we're paying for long-term care better, take on the pharmaceuticals like you and I have done together, and do something for the people of America instead of a bunch of broken promises that sound good on bumper stickers. Mr. Steyer, Mr. Steyer, we will get to you, Mr. Sanders. Let me go. I think she was talking about my plan, not yours. I think we were talking about math, and it doesn't take two hours to do the math. Let's talk about math. Let's talk about math. Let's talk about math. Okay, so here's the math. No, here's the math. Can I respond to Doing nothing is what will happen. Senator Sanders, you're allowed to respond, and then we would like to allow you to get Moderator. Senator Sanders? Moderator. Is my turn? This helps a lot, you? you have been name-checked, you are allowed to respond. What the Health and Human Services have said in analyzing health care costs, what Yale, recent Yale study has said, is that your program would cost some $50 trillion over a 10-year period. We would continue to pay, in some cases, 10 times more for the same exact prescription drugs. What every study out there, conservative or progressive, says Medicare for all will save money. Ours will cost about $45 billion, not $60 trillion. No, I was talking about the point. I was talking about the point. I was talking about the point. Senator Sanders, we would like to bring Mr. Steyer in on this conversation. Mr. Steyer, please. I was talking about all your programs. Excuse me, Amy. This conversation shows a huge risk for the Democratic Party. We are looking at a party that has decided that we're either going to support someone who's a, a democratic socialist or somebody who has a long history of being a Republican. And let me say that I got into this race because I wanted to fight for economic justice, for racial justice, and to make sure we had climate justice for the American people. And I am scared. If we cannot pull this party together, if we go to one of those extremes, we take a terrible risk of re-electing Donald Trump. Thank you, Mr. Stein. And that is something I still have some time. And let me just say this. That is a risk that will hurt the American people in a way that we none of us on this stage should be willing to risk. Thank you. Let's keep this topic going, Mayor Pete. So let's let's do some math. Senator Sanders at one point said it was going to be forty trillion, then it was thirty, then it was seventeen. It's an incredible shrinking price tag. Uh, at some point, has said is it, it is unknowable to even see what the price tag would be. Now there are new numbers going. I'll tell you exactly what it adds up to. It adds up to four more years of Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, and the inability to get the Senate into Democratic hands. The time has come for us to stop acting like the presidency is the only office that matters. Not only is this a way to get Donald Trump reelected, we got a House to worry about. we got a Senate to worry about. And this is, this is really important. Look, Hello. if you want to keep the House in Democratic hands, you might want to check with the wow. people who actually turned the House blue. 
40 Democrats who are not running you on want. your platform. They are running away from your platform as fast as they possibly can. Vice I want to send those Democrats back to the Vice United President States House. Let's Vice listen to them Vice when they say Biden. that they don't want to be out there okay. defending Vice President Biden, please. I, I guess the only way you do this is jump in and speak twice as long as you should. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the look. A guy is a friend of mine down here named Fritz Hollings. He passed away. He said, you want to know what a man in room will do? Look what they've done. Look what they've done. You talk about concerned about race. Well, my good friend on the end of this platform, he, in fact, bought a system that was a private prison system after after he knew that, in fact, what happened was they hogtied men in prison here in this state. They, in fact, made sure that in Georgia they did not have health care for the people who were being held. They, in fact, went on and he said after he knew that he bought it. And then he said he was proud of his accomplishment. You talk about what we're talking about with Bernie. Bernie, in fact, hasn't passed much of anything. The fact of the matter is but I no, no, no. I get to answer that. Look, the fact is, here's the deal. I'm not out of time. You spoke over time, and I'm going to talk. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Look at what's happening here. Look at what's happening here. We have to win the Senate back. And by the way, I went into all of those races that got 41 new Democrats. The majority of them are supporting me for president. Mr. Vice President, I have to allow. Yes, Mr. Mayor, I, Mr. Mayor, you're allowed to respond. I stock in a prison company thinking they'd do a better job, and I investigated and I sold it. Okay. Uh, you no, knew, no, stop. No, you no, you knew when you bought it they'd done that. I this question. And in fact, since then, I've worked to end the use of private prisons in my home state, and we've ended it. I've started a bank to support black ownership of businesses, women ownership of businesses, and Latino owners of businesses because this financial service industry is prejudiced. I have worked tirelessly on this, and you know I'm right. You wrote the crime bill. Where we that come from, that's called Tommy Conway. There are other people here. Put hundreds of thousands of young black and Latino Not men true. in prison. Okay. Let, let, let me did. say something. Thank you. There's something Not going on here. Mr. I have worked Thank for you. racial justice. Thank you. Completely, and that is an absolute Thank you, Mr. Unfair. All I know is if, if we if we spend the next four months okay. tearing our party apart, we're going to watch Donald Trump spend the next four years tearing our country apart. So my argument here is that we need to get back to what's happening right now. We have a clear choice of who's going to lead this party, and I a clear am the only choice. one in the New Hampshire debate when asked if we had a problem with the social. A clear choice, son. Seems, uh, seems like we don't have any choices when it comes to choosing the Democratic candidate outside of Tom Steyer. But Amy, you, you ain't cutting it, boo. You need to you need to start answering some questions about your pros- prosecutor's record. About your district attorney's record in the state of Minnesota. You know, this, the, the, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how Amy Klobuchar hasn't been challenged on that question yet. But Kamala Harris was challenged on that question with her, uh, prosecute, prosecutor's, uh, record in the state of California. And the heat got too much. She ended up quitting. So, 
Yeah, Amy, Amy has slid through. She pretty much like snuck her way through every debate without people challenging her prosecutor's record. I think her record needs to be challenged. I think I think we need to go after her more. Try to get her out of there because this is ridiculous. Even though I don't think she's going to be the nominee anyway. You know what I'm saying? I don't think she has any shot. But I mean, <laughs> Amy ain't any better than Kamala Harris. Hmm. Let's just put it that way. Continuing on leading the ticket that raised my hands. I like Bernie. We came in together to the Senate, but I do not think that this is the best person to lead the ticket. And if you want to talk about getting things done and make a comparison, according to Vanderbilt University in Tennessee, last con... Check this out. I understand Bernie ain't the best guy either, but God damn. i tell you one thing. If Bernie is the nominee... He's going to fuck up a lot of people's money up. All these predatory companies, such as these student loan companies, these health insurance companies, they're screw screwing the average American citizen out of their money. Yeah, he's going to fuck their money bag up. That's why the DNC really don't want him as a nominee. And they're going to do all they can not to have him as a nominee. I just don't I just don't see how the DNC it's going to have Bernie Sanders a nominee if all of their, if most of their big money donation dollars is coming from these predatory companies that is anti uh anti 99% of the average American person who makes below $40,000 a year. I mean, come on. Huh. You think that you think you think these delegates are going to vote in favor of the people? I mean, Obama was an exception. I mean, shoot, the way I see it back in 2008, they had no choice but to go with Obama. Or else that's that was going to be hell out on these streets. You know, but they but they were giving their orders. Let, let's let's go with this brother this time. We about to have the 44th president of the United States. It's time. Let's put him in there. And, um, yeah, since this is going to be a one-time thing, let's put him in there. Let's see what happens. And that's how we got Barack Obama as president. It wasn't because he was going to pass any good policies. It's just because... He was um he was propped up as an African American male. Even though he's not a descendant of slavery. So there we have it. Moving on with this uh debate. I was the most effective Democrat in the U.S. Senate on 15 metrics. Bernie and Elizabeth were in the bottom. It matters. It matters if okay. you can actually get things done. It is not just who talks the best, who is actually gets things done. And especially with the African-American community, there have been a lot of broken promises. And I think having someone that keeps their promises and follows through and is going to get things done for this people 
matters. And I that's why I asked every time. Mayor Bloomberg, please. Let, let's just go on the record. They talk about 40 Democrats. 21 of those were people that I spent $100 million to help elect. The, all of the new Democrats that came in, put Nancy Pelosi in charge, and gave the Congress the ability to control this president, I, I, I got them. Number two, when you talk about money, just put this in perspective. The federal budget is $4.5 trillion a year. We get $3.5 trillion in revenue. We lose a trillion dollars a year. That's why the federal budget deficit is, uh, right now, the, the debt is a 20 trillion dollars going up to 21 we just cannot afford some of the stuff people talk about but if you let's let me finish if you keep on going we will elect bernie bernie will lose to donald trump and donald trump and the house and the senate and some of the state houses will all go red and then between gerrymandering and appointing judges for the next 20 or 30 years we're going to live with this Mayor catastrophe Bloomberg, thank you i will allow senator sanders a quick response thank and you very senator much, Warren. senator sanders a quick response and then thank you very much uh, mayor bloomberg has a solid and strong and enthusiastic base of support problem is they're all billionaires <laughs> Now, if you look, on the other hand, of the last 50 polls that have been done nationally, Mr. Bloomberg, I beat Trump 47 of those 50 times. If you look at battleground states like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania polling just the polls on the election, I beat Trump. And if you want to beat Trump, what you're going to need is an unprecedented grassroots movement of black and white and Latino, Native American and Asian people who are standing up and fighting for and justice. Can anybody That's what in, our can anybody is in this about. room imagine moderate Republicans going over and voting for him? And Absolutely. you have to do that or you can't win. No, Thank you, that Senator is, Warren. That is the problem. And that is that a progressive agenda is popular, Mayor Bloomberg, and for everyone on this stage. We talk about how to build a future. That's what matters. I talk to people in selfie lines every day who tell me about the importance of getting real help on health care. It's why I also have a way to pay for health care that doesn't raise taxes on middle class families. But it's so much more than that. As Democrats, we need to speak to the future we can build together. We need to speak of the prosperity we can build together. How about a wealth tax in America? Because with a two cent tax on just the top one tenth of one percent, we have a chance to invest in universal child care for every one of our babies, to really level the playing field, put $50 billion into historically black colleges and universities, and start closing the racial wealth gap by canceling student loan debt for 43 million Next Americans. Time. We need to talk about our aspirations, our hopes. This is a moment Senator. to choose hope over fear. Senator, thank this you. is our moment. Senator, thank you. We have to take a quick break. When we come back, the Democratic presidential debate continues right after this only on CBS. assistants have changed our lives. We now control our home with a touch. Indoor and outdoor cameras help us keep watch. 
We want to guard our digital lives. And hold tight to our loved ones everywhere. And you know what's better than all these things by themselves? All these things together from the most trusted name in security, ADT. You're nervous. I get it. Because they haven't been through what we've been through. They don't know what it's like to get knocked down. I have to get back up again. They don't know adversity. They don't know what it is to fight. at America like a bird and that was all you knew would you really understand it with just that point of view we've got a different way to look at it from right here on the ground we don't just see United States we see United Towns from where we sit just down the street near the post office by the park when we stop and look around what we see are sparks our job and we must do it this race United States of America symptoms Claritin D is indicated for eight including sinus congestion and call 84421 joining us now in the question here in Charleston South Carolina our CBS News colleagues, the A-Team, Bill Whitaker, 60 Minutes, Chief Washington Correspondent, that's Major Garrett, Brennan, moderator of Face the Nation. We're going to begin with you, Vice President Biden, for this part. Just across the street, as you mentioned at the top of the, of the debate, is a theater where nine people were shot and killed inside the Mother Emanuel Church. We all remember that day back in 2015. And every day in our country, over 100 people die from gun violence. You all have plans, I know, on this stage to address the gun crisis, but Congress has not been able to pass a major gun legislation in a quarter of a century. And just think about this. In those 25 years, we've had Columbine, Newtown, Parkland, Las Vegas. We could go on and on. Vice President Biden, I want to start with you. Why should anyone have faith that you're the one who can get this done now? Because I'm the only one that ever got it done nationally. I beat the NRA twice. I got assault weapons banned. I got magazines that could not hold more than 10 rounds in them. I got them eliminated, except we had a thing called an election with hanging chads in Florida, and it was not reauthorized. In addition to that, I passed the Brady Bill with waiting periods. I led that fight. But my friend to my right and others have, in fact, also given to the gun manufacturers absolute immunity. Imagine if I stood here and said we give immunity to drug companies, we give immunity to tobacco companies. That has caused carnage on our streets. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point on. Carnage on our street. And I want to tell you, if I'm elected and I'm coming for you and gun manufacturers, I'm going to take you on and I'm going to beat you. I'm the only one who's so, done it. Yes, that's why we've got to be dig in and talk about what really it's going to take to get something done. I've been in the Senate when I've seen gun safety legislation introduced, get a majority, and then doesn't pass because of the filibuster. Understand this. 
the filibuster is giving a veto to the gun industry. It gives a veto to the oil industry. It's going to give a veto on immigration until we're willing to dig in and say that if Mitch McConnell is going to do to the next Democratic president what he did to President Obama, and that is try to block every single that we are willing to roll back the filibuster, go with a majority vote, and do what needs to be done for the American uh, okay. We're going to stay on this topic and allow Senator understand this. Many people on this stage do not support rolling back the filibuster. Thank you. Until we're ready to do that, we can't. Senator, I want to allow Senator Sanders to respond because you've gone after the insurance industry. You've taken on pharmaceutical companies and big tech. Why did you vote repeatedly to give gun manufacturers a pass? Well, you know, Joe has voted for terrible trade agreements. No, 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 no. Joe voted for the war in Iraq. My point was not to be... I have cast thousands of votes, including bad votes. That was a bad vote. I have today a D-minus voting record from the NRA. 30 years ago, I likely lost a race for the one seat for Congress in Vermont because 30 years ago I opposed, I supported a ban on assault weapons. 30 years ago. Right now, my view is we need to expand background checks and the gun show loophole and do what the American people want, not what the NRA wants. I have recognize me. Thank you. I have a six million person organization around this country, Moms to Men Action in every town. We have put background checks. We've got background checks in twenty states. So you can do it. It's Congress that can't seem to do it. And I don't know why we think they're going to do it. The, the, the vice president voted for a death bill and, and uh, supported the NRA. Sanders has supported the NRA. But we can do this. We just got to stop talking about it. But the way, we do it, the way we do it is having someone leading the ticket from a part of the country that we actually need the votes. So I have long supported the assault weapon ban. I am the author of the bill to close the boyfriend loophole that says that domestic abusers can't go out and get an AK-47. That bill, that along with... You didn't write that bill. I, I wrote write, that bill. I wrote the bill, <laughs> the Violence Against Women Act, that okay, took you did that. out of the hands of people who okay, abused we'll their... We'll have a fact women. check. Look no, at let's this. look at the fact oh check. Goodness. The only Thank thing you. that the boyfriend loophole was, in, is, was not covered. I couldn't get that covered. You, in fact, when you were, in, when, as a senator, tried to get it covered, and Mitch McConnell is holding it up on his desk right okay. now, and we're going to lose the Violence Against Women Act across the board. Okay, so if I could finish. Um, I have the bill. Anyone can check it out to close the boyfriend loophole. Also, to close the Charleston loophole is another bill that's out there, universal background checks. But let me say how we win this. We've got to win in the middle of the country. And while everyone talks about winning rural areas, suburban areas, I'm the only one up here with the receipts that is actually repeatedly, while being for the assault weapon ban, won in Republican congressional districts over and over again, including Michelle Bachman's district. So having someone that can lead the ticket, that can bring people with her is the way you get gun safety legislation. I look at the 
these proposals and say, do they hurt my Uncle Time. Dick in the deer stand? They do not. And so coming from a proud hunting state and still being able to right. pass this legislation Senator Klobuchar, is thank you. We want to allow many people to so, get in on this topic. Uh, Mayor Buttigieg. I'm definitely on board with the part about sending up somebody from the middle of the country. But I want to come back to this question about the filibuster because uh, this is not some long ago bad vote that Bernie's took. This is a current bad position that Bernie Sanders holds. And we're in South Carolina. How are we going to deliver a revolution if you won't even support a rule change? We are in this state. We are in this state that where Strom Thurmond used the filibuster to block civil rights legislation repeatedly. No less a Senate traditional figure than Harry Reid has called for it to go. It has got to go because otherwise Washington will not deliver. I was in high school when the Columbine shooting happened. And I remember everybody in Washington saying, never again. We'll never let this happen again. And then a second school shooting generation has now been produced. Shame on us if we allow there to be a third. Right. And also, okay, in terms of making the case, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea for somebody to illustrate from the perspective of a veteran, why the kinds of weaponry, anything remotely like what I trained on in order to go serve in a war zone, has no business being sold anywhere near an American right. school or church or neighborhood. All right, Senator Sanders. 30 years ago, supported a ban on assault weapons. Mike Bloomberg has started a very good organization, Moms the Man Action. Congratulations. They have credited me with gun sense, as, as you yes, we Furthermore, it is my view that the time is now, and Joe made this point. Look, at the end of the day, we need to rally the American people. Here is the good news. Because of all these disgusting and horrific mass shootings, the American people now understand that we must be aggressive on gun safety, not be dictated to by the NRA. And I am proud that I have a D-minus voting record from the NRA. If elected president, it will get worse than that. All right, Mr. Steyer, please. Look, Mr. Steyer. It isn't a question of the American people deciding that we have too much gun violence. Everyone in America knows we have too much gun violence. The problem we have is that corporations have bought Washington, D.C. The gun manufacturers own the Senate of the United States. So even though more than 90 percent of Americans want mandatory background checks on every gun purchase, we can't get it through the Senate. So the question you have to ask yourself is. Oh, it's just starting to get good. But anyway, I'm going to uh, go ahead and stop this recording. And um. And I'm going to record part two as soon as possible. Peace.